0: Hey ghouls! Happy hump day, and welcome to ghoul Friends Podcast, brought to you by your best ghoul friends, Lucy and Lindsay. Grab your blankets, snacks, and good vibes
1: for tonight's sleepover, where the category is always horrifically spooky. If you want to keep up with us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Girlfriend Pod on Twitter and Girlfriends underscore Podcast on Instagram.
0: You can also listen to us on all podcasting platforms, where we release new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to follow me on my personal socials, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at lulu underscore pew. And I'm at Hi, it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. Now let's
1: get spooky.
0: Hey ghouls. Oh, I was going to say happy hump day. It's not hump day. Hey (laughs) girls, and welcome back to Girlfriends Podcast. Uh, We are back for another episode of Dragula Titans, and I'm joined by my best girl, as always, Lindsay. How are you doing? Hiya, I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Good, yeah. We're just saying off recording. Um, How stressful it is getting tickets for stuff just now. Like Taylor Swift was yesterday. Uh, I've got tickets for Prima Fasci. Going to see Jodie Cromer on stage in New York. So that'll be exciting. That will be exciting. How's your week been? Fine, just work. Uh, I
1: don't know the thing we were saying off camera. I have my uh, I have a baby shower this week- weekend, and it's the fourth baby shower I've been invited to this year, and I'd never been to one before in my life. Uh, I don't, like, hate babies, but because I'm not used to them, I just think they're a bit weird. So <laughs> I've just been invited to, like, so many baby showers. I'm just, like... I just feel a little bit like a, a fish out of water
0: because <laughs> you and me aren't baby people, so it's like, and we've been to friends like at kids' birthday parties before, and you're just like standing there, like a, I don't know, like a lost little duck, like oh, I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> I was speaking to my nail lady about it as well at the weekend, and she was like, she is a mother, she has two children, and she's like, I can't do baby talk, like I just talk to babies like they're adults, and she'll like see a baby and be like, you're right,
0: mate. <laughs> What's the crack? I do know, that's just so bizarre to me. <laughs> so you might have noticed we're not joined by Sophie this week, but Sophie will be back next week, so do give her all the love. And we were supposed to be having a special guest on this episode, but there's been a couple scheduling conflicts, however hopefully get them on next week and as we've said on Twitter if you guys don't follow us on Twitter um the schedule is like a little bit ad hoc at the moment so usually we release on Wednesdays uh but because we've got lots of exciting guests coming up in the next couple of weeks um, obviously like we need to accommodate their schedule so we are still releasing weekly don't worry and it will be worth it and I, I just can't believe some of the people that we're gonna have on and who we've already had. I mean Savalette was great
1: Oh, Zabaleta was absolutely fantastic last week. I just felt like on such a high after we spoke to them. Um, although I've I've already broken some of her rules, and i like I've not messaged her good morning every day since as as <laughs> I don't speak to my mother. So I should probably do that. It'll make me feel better. Did you manifest on eleven eleven though and chase your dreams? I did. I did. So we'll see what happens. Put the need put the work in now. You can't just speak things into the universe and expect them <laughs> to happen. But I've put them in and, uh, you know, started making some plans.
0: So I hope you all manifested on 11-11 as well. Yes. So this week's episode is episode four. And I only actually watched this this morning. And when you told me what the theme was, I was screaming. So it is dungeons and drag queens my favorite thing of all time i won't shut up about it um i was very excited for this how how did you find it
1: um i think i was just on instagram and then i saw someone had like tweeted all like let put, like, put a picture of all the episodes and like jaw hit the floor because we've talked about dungeons and drag queens from season three every single episode since this started just kind of randomly as well like i don't know why we have spoken about it but we've just been like oh yeah that's such a good episode that's such a good episode and then when i see that i'm like the billies are in our heads or we're in their heads <laughs> yes
0: like, oh. but we're on the same wavelength and i love it i know and we were speaking about like manifesting we got monsters of rock challenge as well because oh well hopefully i mean you have a little theory so you never know Maybe the next episode might be Monsters of Rock or episode six. Who Who knows? Who knows?
1: Yeah, they might. Yeah, because historically with Monsters of Rock, they're trying to uplift two people who they think deserve a chance at a win. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe they'll do Monsters of Rock like top fours so with four lead singers. I don't know. Like, oh. But I do hope they do Monsters of Rock. But I was I was kind of expecting it this week, so Having Dungeons and Drag
0: Queens was actually a really nice surprise. I saw somebody on Twitter earlier that was saying, like, they have a conspiracy theory that the Boole's looks for each week is a hint to what the next week's episode is going to be, like the theme of it. So I need to have a look back and see if that, that is actually at, like, very subtle hints. Because this week was, I mean, we'll get into the looks, but it was that gorgeous, like, headpiece, very black, very... But it's kind of hard to tell. It wouldn't be a really obvious reference. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just pie in the sky, but I'm here for I'm here for a conspiracy theory. Do you know what I'm thinking? Week two, we had
1: like Xenoph- Xenomorph. They were dressing like Xenomorph. yes. We got science fiction the following week, and then last week you could argue that they were dressed very priestess like, mm-hmm. um, maybe elf priestess like. And uh, we got judges and drag queens, so maybe they're onto something. Maybe, maybe.
0: Onto something. Maybe. Um. But we'll kick off. So we start off this episode. Um. Everybody's in the cauldron. Um. Speaking about, you know, who they think is going to be getting eliminated, and lo and behold, Abora comes out. Now you could cut the tension with a knife because it is absolute crickets in there, and you can kind of understand, you know, that you know after like Abora kind of lost their cool at everyone and called them cunts um everyone was kind of like you didn't treat us very well um we feel like i think coco said something like you know i get that you're in your head and all these kinds of things but i don't want you distracting me from the competition and a lot of them just like melissa didn't really accept their apology what did you what did you think about this because i mean i get where they're coming from
1: absolutely um Firstly, to note that when a border came in, did you not get the vibe of like one of those guys that's like, Where's my hug? Like, oh my god, yeah, (laughs) it gave me the proper egg, but um, yeah, completely understand and appreciate why everybody is annoyed with her because like her mood is bringing everyone down and I totally appreciate a lot of the monsters kind of keeping at arms length and being like okay you've said sorry but we need actions not words I'm like a person like that as well I hate the word sorry people just like throw it around and then just do the same thing again show me, don't tell me. So I appreciate why the monsters are kind of like
0: having that attitude, show me, don't tell me. Yeah, exactly. And we'll see it later on, but it's nice to see that there's some conflict resolution later in this episode. Some of it really kind of like melted my heart. And I mean, Abora kind of hinted a little bit here as well, that, you know, she's gone sober as well. I don't know how recently she's gone sober, so maybe there's some demons with that as well, and not just the love triangle. But you've got like... You know, for some of the contestants there, I mean, everybody's there to win. They're so laser-focused on it. Uh, I feel like that was one of the the themed words of this week was laser-focused, but, um, you know, they don't want to get caught up in the middle of this. Like, it's a lose-lose situation for everyone. So it's a difficult situation for Abora and Astrid and Hoso, but it's a difficult situation for everyone else. And I feel like we talk about it every week now, so I just hope that there's some, like, you know we will we'll talk about the end and what's happened and everything but from now onwards it might calm down a little but you never there's always a bit of drama with Dracula <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and we love it we do love the, the little side drama um so as we mentioned this week is taking it back to season three episode four which is Dungeons and Drag Queens and this one's called Dungeons and Drag Queens 2 it's into the underdark um so for this episode the Boule say that they've obviously chosen the class and the race of, of everyone and then they'll get a script and we'll talk about that a little bit later and how that plays into the fright feet but it is an acting challenge as well as obviously coming up with a look so different races and classes for everyone was really interesting as somebody that's like a big DD fan i've got like DD posters behind me and stuff like that i was so excited to see what everyone would get um so abora got a dark elf druid Victoria had an elf priestess, Coco got an elf barbarian, Erica got a gnome rogue, Astrid got a human bard, Eva got a human paladin, Hoso got a dark elf ranger, and Melissa got a human barbarian. And I know that you're not like a huge fan of like D and D or anything, Lindsay. But if you were going to play D and D, what do you think you would play as? Like even just like a race, what do you feel like you'd you'd be? I think I'd want to be an elf. I felt like I don't know anything about D&D, but
1: when people were getting human, I was like, "Oh, weak!" Like (laughs) it felt like the most rubbish one to get. I don't, I don't know anything about D&D, so I'm probably wrong about that.
0: See you as an elf. I could see you as like a like a dark elf, like kind of like an evil, an evil dark elf priestess or something. Oh, that sounds good.
1: (laughs) That sounds fun.
0: (laughs) I think like I like I always play as like an elven mage, like anything wizardry. but I kind of think I'm maybe a dwarf. Just a short little <laughs> angry dwarf rogue or something. But Is that you just like describing yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like that there, there was like a lot of variety in them. Um, and can we just say like, I'm so here, we know that we love Astrid and Astrid can't shut up but I am so here for how nerdy Astrid gets this episode, they're so into it
1: and it's just made me laugh so much and Astrid it was so funny and also like so cute, you could just see the joy like beaming out of their face and they were having the best time and it was like I think it was Melissa in the confessionals was like oh Astrid probably knows all about it and they just cut to Astrid i'd be like way, way, way. like okay. <laughs> D and it was it was really cute
0: <laughs> i saw something earlier on twitter because hoso's twitter is like banging 10 out of 10 like it's one of my favorite things on the internet and hoso put up this meme and she was like this is me when i'm listening to Astro talk about dnd and i just have a horny face when i'm looking at her and she's like just rail me <laughs> i don't care <like laughs> you talk but just just fuck me <laughs> yes, for that <laughs> So anyway, after they get given their races and their classes, uh, Boulay start talking about this week's Fright Week. So it's the tug of gore. So everyone's split into two teams. And they outrightly say that we've done this to make it the most fun. It is not fair in any way, shape or form whatsoever. Um, and everyone's put on opposing sides. And basically like a classic tug of war, there's a rope and there's a pit of gore um, in the middle. It's literally a bloodbath. And whoever wins the tug of war guess to choose which script each group has so there's a quest script and then there's a cursed script what did you think of this week's fright feat? because it actually seems like quite tame
1: yeah I guess it was a bit but I don't know what was in that pit of gore
0: do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Talk of
1: war. You're like, oh, talk of war is fine. But it's like, I've got no idea what's in there. And the way like Coco was describing it and Coco was like, I am not getting in that pit. Coco did get in that pit because Coco's team lost, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe Coco about how nasty it is.
0: I and mean, there's like flies around it and everything. Like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, and it's said to us last week, everything is real on those fright yeah. feats. It's not fake blood, it's not fake guts, everything is legit. So it's quite funny when they started the tug of war because, um, like, Abora, who was it? It was Abora, Hoso, Coco, and Eva. They fell in immediately. Like, that team was lost from the get-go. Abora falls in within five fucking seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think on that team... Oh no, like Coco looks like they've got a bit of muscle. Like, I was going to say, it's maybe only Eva that could really <laughs> pull that thing. But, um, yeah, like
0: someone falls in like straight away and after that you just realise they've got no chance. After this, um, obviously that team gets the choice of the scripts and they're kind of humming and hanging because they're like, oh, the curse script seems more fun but also there's a lot of like different like language in there and it's a lot more of like lines and complicated script but they decide to go for the quest script and give the other team the curse script. Do you think you would have done that, played it safe or...? Would you have gone for the curse one? I probably would
1: actually have gone for the best script. (laughs) Um, I do think sometimes, like Queen's On these competition shows like try and overcomplicate it and maybe would try i know it fails here but they would maybe be like oh we should go for the curse script because there's more of this this and this it's just like actually why don't we get something that's a bit simpler so we can work on the fundamentals and
0: then really show off our skills exactly and i think it's very easy to get into your head as well when really like i mean we see later on there's a couple queens in this episode that take things very seriously and although this is a very serious competition you have to have fun as well Mm. next bit like makes me it tickles me pink it's so funny so obviously astrid's going on and on about being like a druid and all this kind of stuff and i love the way the editors are so shady with astrid and like editing how long they talk for but Eva also talks about being like an actor and being a thespian and doing these vocal exercises. And host was like, oh, "What's a what's a thespian? Like a lesbian? I don't get it." Obviously, <laughs> like, are you here for Eva's like actor fantasy?
1: <laughs> it's so funny because obviously she won Dungeons and Drag Queens the first time. I've yes, heard. so she feels. Very qualified to give all of this advice, and I did kind of love her like drama teacher moment. Um, it did kind of remind me of like D C S E drama, like pretending <laughs> a tree and all this kind of stuff, and it was fun. And I like seeing them have fun. Um. And it, yeah, you're right. Like it's the way she was going on; it was very akin to um, Astrid's non-stop talking about whichever topic she's fixated on this week.
0: <laughs> Neurodivergent hyperfixations—we love them. <laughs> um so after this obviously we had the drama in the start with abora um and right the start melissa be fair, says i don't accept your apology abora i think actions as you rightly said actions speak louder than words and i want to you've said a lot of things i want to see you put into practice and melissa was probably the most like upset by abora in that starting bit but melissa takes abora to the side you can see that abora is like shitting themselves yeah it was actually a really sweet interaction um melissa says that you know she cares about abora but she was hurt by what she said due to like her past trauma and like homophobic trauma and i need to give melissa her due because i mean i think maybe some of the, well i don't know if the contestants forget i don't know if abora forgets but i mean melissa just told us last week she's just been left by her husband she's got a shit show going on back home as well so her mind's going to be all over the place um and melissa also reveals that she recently got sober as well um what did you feel about this because i mean i have a lot of respect for her coming up and like you know giving a bit more of an explanation of why she was hurt and it seemed like it was a very mature conversation they both like it didn't seem like there was Bad blood after that
1: yeah like stuff like this just makes me love melissa even more than i already do because like it's quite brave to do stuff like that to kind of be vulnerable and try and like put out that olive branch and be like hey like i'm, I'm here for you after you know being so aggrieved by the behaviour before, so I really appreciate that Melissa done that, and it was kind of, it was really nice to see Abora kind of. Like accept like accept kindness like you could tell that she was actually like really surprised by it because I don't know if there's other things going on outside of the competition but in the competition has been really hard for her so to accept this like olive branch from someone who's not in her circle it was actually really nice to see and then when they were like skipping off together oh <laughs>
0: melted my heart so cute it was really cute it's nice you know like it's nice to see them resolve things especially. Um, and later on, I mean, there's a couple contestants that have had some bad blood for years that have some resolution So it's been quite, it's been quite a nice episode, like quite a wholesome episode. After this as well, uh, we kind of already mentioned like the bullies because we forgot to speak about the bullies look last week. I remember finishing as like, oh, we didn't do that. Um, I know I was the same I felt really stupid (laughs) you know what we had a lot of tea to spill last week but what did you think of the Boulay's look this week because it's like this like really sexy like black like thigh split dress and like this really gorgeous like big headpiece as well
1: yeah I really loved it like I was getting like Akasha like Queen of the Damned vibes from the from the headdress. I really loved their performance this week. Like they were absolutely feeling themselves during like their own floor floor show part. Um so yeah, I really loved the performance and I really loved
0: and we have to talk about the the little very shady thing that um Eva said and also the editors put in as well it's mentioning Madeline Hatter's tantrum that she had on this episode in season three what did you think about that (laughs) it was hilarious to be honest I didn't realize (laughs) that
1: they went to the exact same place um to film this one but I loved the reference to it um you know, I we talk about it as a drug competition, but this is also reality TV, and we both yes. love reality TV. And Madeline's tantrum in that episode is just a perfect piece of reality TV. And she's like saying about how you know the extermination challenge that week is going to be embarrassing for her, and then she finishes it off with, right? Well, let's make some fucking good
0: television then. It's like you just did. It's just so perfect. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's it's iconic as you. It's iconic as you said. We love trash TV. I mean, we've been speaking constantly about like Love Island, Love Is Blind. We actually haven't spoken since the finale of Love Is Blind. We need to do that after this. And so if anyone's listening, yes. holy shit. <laughs>
1: I've got opinions about that, so let's discuss (laughs) (laughs) post-recording.
0: I was also looking at, like, some of, like, Madeline's, like, quotes from, like, also Dungeons & Dragons, but came up with a couple others, and I forgot how much she clashed with Jovska, and I was so fucking here for it, like like getting so pissed so pissed off and I, I just love yoska i forgot i think i need to fully rewatch season three because she's just such a little shit starter. <laughs> i'm about to start
1: season three like i've i've actually decided to re-watch all of dracula like in the midst of tie so i think i'm gonna start season three tonight and oh, love- buzzing like I rewatched the Dungeons and Drag Queens episode, and it's just like all these little bits. Just like oh, I forgot, I forgot how funny Priscilla Chambers and I forgot how good at makeup Landon is, and you know I forgot how sweet Louisiana purchases, and it's just like oh, all iconic. these things. It's like yeah,
0: like I want, I want all these happy memories
1: flooding back to me now, please.
0: I want to see hollow eve on my screen again as well because yeah they had really good in dungeons of drag queens actually yeah yeah so after this we find out who our guest judges are this week i was very excited by this so our first guest judge is uh misha Yoko and apologies if i butcher their last name Joshavich, Joshavich. Um, but they've been in a variety of different things, like freaky, a lot of horror comedies. I actually did a review of a short they, they did um, as part of Hulu called Snatched, and there's been talks of it being turned into a feature. It's on YouTube now if you want to watch it, and Lindsay you should because it's like alien invasion, misha plays this person that comes out and the parents are like all into like the gay fandom and there's rainbow fans and slay and it's got tatiana from orphan black it's really fucking good we have uh misha we also have eric eric grays who's most commonly known from queer as folk what did you think of the guest judges this week i
1: really like the guest judges i i have not seen anything that Eric has been in before so this is my like first interaction with them and I felt like they gave like really good critiques on they were really positive Uh, and for both of them you could just tell they absolutely loved it and Misha as well I think gave really good um, constructive criticism as well like you can tell that they really love acting and Mm -hmm. they do so yeah i thought they were both great
0: so we'll get into the the looks then of the we'll get into the looks and then we'll get into the acting challenge so let's start off with so as we mentioned erica was a gnome rogue um now for me like the face like i actually didn't notice the things that till the boule said like the makeup in the back and stuff like that i will say that a lot of the titans have been saying on twitter that it was incredibly hot whilst they were filming and they kept touching up their body paint because it was just coming off so that could be a reason why um like the face makeup and stuff i really liked but i'm not really here for this this look to be honest it didn't really give me rogue like I i get the bedazzlements and gnomes like collecting treasure but i don't know i feel like erica was so good the past two weeks and i'm just i wasn't a big fan but what did you think no, I
1: agree. Uh, this look wasn't my favourite. There were just there was something a little bit off in the face for me as well. It just felt very like almost like 2D. There was no like dimension to it at all. Um I really loved the bejeweled pickaxe. Like I thought that was a nice touch. But other than that, like I I wasn't loving it. And it was it was really disappointing because like you say, if uh Eva. Erica has been doing really well the last couple of weeks, and she is someone I want to do well in the competition.
0: But yeah, this week wasn't her week. No, um. But as we say, drag is art, and art is subjective. And this is only speaking about the specific week. And I am glad that we have seen Erica shine the past two weeks because. She has been able to show what she's capable of. I mean, last week she was unrecognisable. Um, and it's a shame because I, I said last week as well, I feel like if Erica was going to... and mean, this was before we knew d d was happening this week. I said I really felt like that could have been a great d d look if she got to do like a lizard. Well, obviously she couldn't for a gnome because they got picked. But that... Blizzardy style creature that she did would have been so perfect in a dnd campaign
1: i've um, just realized that um there was no reptilian characters this year no um, because i'm sure eva was a like reptilian barbarian um and they won and i think there was a couple of reptilian characters on the season three one but there's was, there was none this year
0: I mean, to be fair, there's so many different races and classes you could do in D&D, but I feel like, you know, they want to keep it to the obvious ones, which is fair because it, I mean, it makes, because some of them are so niche that it's not fair on the audience. It's not fair on the contestants either. Um, But it would have been nice to see some reptiles. Imagine Ash getting a reptile, like, oh. Ash would really be the third element if they had a reptile one. I think they'd have actually died there then, (laughs) like between the theme and then getting that, like, actually dead. (laughs) Next we have Abora. Now, I really like this. I feel like Abora actually smashed it this week. Like this, so Abora was um a dark elf druid. To me, this really personified it. I loved the tartan. Um, I thought like even the feet, like these almost like woodland, like clog kind of creepy feet. It's 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 very, it's very druid. Um, I'm just like the teeth and stuff like that i just thought it, i thought there was a lot of attention to detail and i thought it actually really fit the assignment quite well my only nitpick would maybe be i could see elf ears
1: yeah i did like look but like you said i kind of forgot she was an elf so that's like a tiny criticism but i really loved the silhouette i loved that she changed up her nose Uh I keep calling it prosthetic. I don't know if that's the right word, but she changed up her nose prosthetic for like something that looked like bark, so she really seemed like like of the earth, you know what I mean? Um
0: so I really liked that as well. I thought that was a nice touch. It was very creepy woodland creature, something you could see in like if like troll two and troll was done correctly. (laughs) I feel like that would be in that movie. (laughs) Oh, and you know what? This this actually did break my wee heart. That wee bit was Victoria. So Victoria was an elf priestess. Now I was quite surprised by this because, like, the bullies did like this, uh, like in terms of the look. Now I do agree that like it does give priestess, like the headpiece gives priestess. Uh, priestess, the makeup is stunning, but because we know what Victoria can do, this just felt very bare bones to me. And the bottom half. I feel like was really lacking because a priestess and an elf priestess to me would have like a really grand like gown or something so i don't know i just i think she's been on such a high like it's i don't know i was a bit disappointed i
1: wonder with victoria's look if the expectations we have of Victoria are what let her down because I feel like if anyone else wore this this would be a safe look, solid safe I don't think it would be like winner being at the top but because it's Victoria and there is, especially after last week when she gave us Universal Studios (laughs) like there is an expectation for like film level special effects like practical special effects to be done and to have this absolutely out of this world costume and i think it's a shame for victoria i know her acting wasn't the best either but i do feel like if her costume
0: had been on anybody else it would have got like a bit more praise that is a very fair point because when you think even before victoria was on titans there's such like when you say victoria black People think of polished, high-end Miss Universal Studios looks like that's what And you know what? That's not really fair. Like I I will agree with that because even though there's a very high expectation, like you say, it's if it might have been somebody else, it would have been a different story. And you shouldn't put people on a pedestal like that. It should be, you know, everybody there playing fields. Um, I just feel I, and this wasn't Victoria's week I mean Victoria like I felt really bad for her in the acting challenge as well it is something that's out of her element but uh, yeah that's a very fair point to make next we have the biggest DD fan ever Astrid now I was really excited for this because I was like what's actually going to do because obviously they love d and um, And as we mentioned, Astrid was a human bard. I really liked what they did with this. So they even had like an instrument, uh, they even tuned it so that it was like in a medieval tuning. Um, I felt like there was a real story behind this. Like I could see this in a DD campaign because it was giving Pirate, I felt like this is like a bard that's on like a ship for like, A couple years, Pirates of the caribbean S there to entertain all the pirates and stuff like that. The reds and the potion bottles on the side. I just fucking loved everything about it. There was so much detail.
1: I did really like Astrid's, like, I felt like we got a, like some little glimmers of season four astrid who was very like punk rock fashionista and i got like a little bit of that from this because i can't remember which of the guest judges say it but i feel like you can see someone who's very fashionable walking down the street wearing something like that and that's not meant to be a read that's meant to be a compliment because like it looks very high fashion to me um I think it's a shame for Astrid because of what she was classed as, I don't think she could have possibly got the win, but I think she did amazing with what she had.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I felt that because, I mean, you know this is the challenge that Astrid would have loved to have won, but I mean, it's still like, it's still a great, great look. Um, and as you said, it is bringing back that kind of punk rock essence of Astrid from season four. I really like to see that because we haven't seen that from her in quite a while. So it was a nice change of pace. Is Eva and my notes here say, oh, bitch, this is stunning. Um, So Eva was a human paladin. And if people don't know what like a paladin is, a paladin is a knight. Um, and that this, if anybody's a gamer like me, there's like my favorite video game of all time is Dragon Age and Dragon Age 2. There's um like a knight's guard, Aveline, and she's like a redhead. Eva looks like she's doing a cosplay of Aveline like to a T and I'm meaning that as a compliment like it is like I love this I screamed when I saw like the blues and like I feel like the like performance of like the floor show and the sword and everything oh, I just loved it this is exactly to me what a paladin is Um, but what, what did you think of it did you like it did you know what a paladin was before it started to you like is this what it's supposed to be no I didn't <laughs> but I did really like the look
1: and um, like I loved the armor I loved the color contrast with the blue in the armor and the orange hair Um, yeah I think I
0: think she looked great. Next we have a Hoso and Hoso was doing a what was Hoso's a dark elf ranger and I feel like I said the same thing about Hoso every week, because she fucking killed it. Um, the hair for this, like, the top knot was amazing. The weapons were great. Like, the, the bow and arrow, um, again, like, was a blue, like, a whole blue palette. But you can still see, kind of like, Swan um, said last week, you can still see Hoso in every look that she does. Um, I just put that she ate this up. Like, I think it was eric that said it that i could see you in like a video game and i could definitely i think hoso as a brand is very marketable like i could see hoso in a comic book or a video game or a movie or something like that kind of like Dali, or like in landon you know just like a very marketable kind of face um but what did you think of this like dark elf fantasy
1: Hoso oh, was amazing tonight like she really like lost herself in the character like i know she still like looked very whoso but she really embodied like the dark elf ranger i also want to know how the fuck she got her tongue blue like i get that you can get like
0: paint for your teeth but her whole tongue was fucking blue like how'd you do that maybe some you know those like sweeties that you'd have as a kid from tuck shop that were definitely full of e-numbers maybe just like lots of like blue lollipops or something <laughs> maybe maybe and <laughs> um, the next one was coco and i was so excited by this just from seeing the weapon that weapon it's <laughs> Fucking giant, and it was giving like I, I saw those people on Twitter as well being like, I need Coco it's like a sexy barbarian in DD now. Um, it was so good from like the horns on the nose to the toenails, and just oh that I want that weapon. Like, wh- what did you think? I mean, you're obviously a massive coco stan as well, but were you were you living for it? coco was so
1: fucking good tonight. I was like watching it, and I was like, oh.
0: Fancy you a little bit.
1: Like, <laughs> she was being so sexy. I was like at my TV, like stop this. Like, <laughs> I don't blame you, babe. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, but yeah, her like massive axe thing was out of this world, like can you please do a free workshop on how to make props because you're very good at it and i would like to learn because i'm not very crafty or thrifty or anything like that so i need i need your wisdom wisdom. i need you to teach me
0: yeah because i feel like everybody talks about like how um victoria is really good with props and special effects and like eva's been doing like prosex and stuff like that but i don't think people are giving enough praise to coco for making a lot of her own stuff yet she's had a couple like at the start there's been a couple weeks where may have missed the mark slightly but she's been making a lot of stuff on her own and it shows i mean the bloody gun blaster thing that she was like riding last week that was fucking yeah. great we'll move on to melissa so melissa was a human barbarian um feel like the acting in the floor show style bit was really, really good. It was giving barbarian, but still very glamorous. Like, the face markings were really, really good. Um, but I have to say, I don't know if it's me being critical. I know that, like, the Bouleys really like this, and, and Swan, please don't hate me for this, but I just feel like this was a bit of a bare-bones look. Like, I get it's barbarian, and barbarians don't wear a lot of armour or stuff like that, like a paladin would or a ranger, but I feel like from the, like, shoulders down, I don't know. I, I wanted more, but you might think differently from me.
1: Yeah, like, I, I really like this, and there is oh the editing in the floor shows is always amazing and there's, like, this part where she, like, looks round over her shoulder, like, straight at the camera and, like, you could literally be watching a film where this human barbarian is the main character like i thought she looked amazing i could like see her
0: being like Zina's little sister or something yes for sure so that is everyone so we'll go into the acting challenge so we start off with the quest challenge and what did you think of this? Because it's a pretty mixed bag. Because obviously we hear a bit more tea afterwards, but Victoria was forgetting her lines. I feel like her and like Erica looked very nervous as well. I feel like she felt quite defeated at that point. I feel like Melissa actually did like a pretty good job. Um, you know she did really well this week. And Astrid, obviously, I think because of the group that they were in, it was just unfortunate. But to me, anyway, that this was definitely like the weaker of of the two scripts.
1: Yeah, like, Melissa and Astrid, I think, like, did as best they could. Um, Erica, very in her head this week. I think... And I didn't get it with the editing last week, but I think I'm starting to get it now. So when Erica was called safe last week, she was just like she was saying about her amazing look that she did that basically like nothing's ever good enough. So I get that she was probably feeling a bit like despondent, possibly like even angry as well. Uh and yeah, I think we've discovered this week that acting is not Miss Victoria's strong point. Um uh, the way they kept showing a editing her being like line, line? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you shady bitches, You're fucking shady. <laughs> That's not nice. But I mean, not not everyone can be good at everything, you know. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then we had the curse challenge where we had like a little bit of like drama. So Eva obviously got very anxious and overwhelmed, and I feel like you know like saying on twitter there's quite a few of the titans that have just said like how hot and like unbearable Some not unbearable but you know it's really hard to work in those conditions i mean fair play like coco said like i was fucking dusting, but i managed okay what did you think about eva kind of like having her own madeline Hara moment we could say with those episodes <laughs>
1: I feel like Eva really got in her head with this because obviously she won the last time. She would have wanted to win again. But I think what happened to Eva is kind of like kind of why I said our very first episode that I don't think Eva's going to make it to the final because in mm. season three this very same thing happened Eva gets in her head and Eva went on a massive decline in season three. It's really sad to see because um, like by the time we get to Dungeons Drag Queen season three, Eva's won back to back challenges so at this point in season three Eva's not to be fucking fucked with and I imagine that's in the back of Eva's head and I wonder if this is just all gonna happen again this season
0: oh, I really hate to see that happen but it is looking that way isn't it
1: I don't want it to I really like Eva I think she's got so much to show
0: but I think Eva's worst enemy is Eva and yeah I can foresee it happening Eva's a great drag artist, but as you say, and we don't, like we said last week, you Don't you don't know what it's like being in there and it's definitely a pressure cooker, but I think, like you say, even more so with this challenge because you're known for winning it and this is only the second time they've ever done the challenge. It's not like Monsters of Rock where it's been a few times now, like you were the only winner of this challenge and you're coming back for it. So it's expected you know what to do. So yeah, I did I did feel heart sorry for her. Um, also, poor Hoso getting with the like... Hit in the head the a was bloody prop and then bleeding everywhere. I
1: know. Like drag is not a context, it's <laughs> boring. Like shouldn't be making
0: drag queens bleed for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, I mean, it is Dragula, like true, anything true. goes. Um <laughs> after this, we get into the judging. Is there anything else you want to say about the challenge before we get into that?
1: don't think so.
0: No, no. Okay. So we get to the judging and the cursed team, to probably nobody's surprise, ends up winning, which is Abora, Eva, Hoso and uh, Coco. Actually, one thing we didn't mention, the Boules are saying, so at this point, they're kind of saying, like, oh, we see everything. Like, well, we know when you're being drama queens. We know when you're saying this, this and that. And they obviously mention about... Um, like Victoria forgetting lines and stuff like that and Eva but they also mentioned that Astrid was trying to direct the director a little bit oh yes I oh I can't believe I forgot about that yeah I
1: when that happened I was like this is season four Astrid coming back to bite you on the bum because this is like this is what she this is what got her eliminated like her like running her mouth and I get this time it's her being like overly excited but it's insulting directing your director like they've been paid money to do that you've been paid money to come and
0: act so you do your job and let them do their job yeah exactly um and I feel like we're kind of seeing a little bit of that because you can learn from it. Because, I mean, look at, look at Hoso. So Hoso from her season in season four, um, the Buble said a couple of times that Hoso was a little bit difficult to work with. The contestants were saying that, like, on set. um, And I feel like, you know, she definitely took, like, getting bloody injured on set in her stride and just got on with it. And that shows that she's learned. And, you know, working with people isn't easy. Um... And working in the industry isn't easy, but like the Boulay say, whoever becomes drag super monster needs to not only be great at touring, they need to be great on camera and they need to be great working with the right people because they're representing the Dracula brand. And so after this, the people that are up for elimination are Erica and Victoria. Now, what did you think of it? Did you think anyone else should have been up for elimination or do you think this was the right choice? No, I think it was the right choice. Um... I I couldn't think of
1: anyone else to be there. I, I get that the version of the uh, quest that we saw, like, maybe Victoria wasn't that bad. When you take into account the fact that she does not blinds and stuff and it was an accent challenge, then I think that was fair. And, yeah, I don't think Erica's look was really up with everyone else's so again i th- i think that was fair as well but what i will say is if i was in that situation and it was like oh it's you and victoria black up for a- elimination i would have just walked up the staircase of souls there and then because like who- who's going home it's me <laughs> They're not saying the Victoria Black home. So I even more felt sorry for Erica because like, as soon as that name's mentioned, you're just like, oh, well, that's me fucked. Uh, <laughs> you know, Victoria's won two challenges so far. And it would be quite easy to argue that this was even made, that this whole platform was made for her. She definitely kind of spoke it into existence on Resurrection. Uh So, yeah, I felt hard sorry for Erika because she knew.
0: She knew. I I wasn't going to say it, but when that happened, I was like, oh, well,
1: there's no surprises here, is there? (laughs) But we've not talked about the fact that Coco Kane won a fucking challenge. Yes, Coco did win. When it was, like, between Coco and Hoso, I was like, right, Hoso was really good, but you won last week, and I have been wanting a win for Coco since episode one of season four. So I was so fucking buzzed. I literally, I was like, threw my hands up the (laughs) day, and I was like,
0: fucking yes! I was so happy. (laughs) It was so well-deserved, though, because all the details on that look, like, I really... You know what, I'm manifesting that Coco gets into the top three so that we can see Coco on the world tour because I need to see some body oddy and sexy performances on stage.
1: Get the wet floor signs out, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to handle it.
0: <laughs> but very well deserved. I can't believe I forgot about that, I just went straight into the elimination. Sorry folks, ADHD behaviour. <laughs> so obviously after that they've said that coco's won and then the eric and victoria up for elimination they go to the cauldron give victoria her jews because she must fucking know that she's not going but she's like if i go i just want to say i've had a great time with you all and they must all be thinking oh lord pish you know you're staying <laughs>
1: Victoria is extremely talented but she's also very humble like I do believe she meant that when she said it like if I go and I do I do believe she meant that I don't think she was being facetious or anything like I think she meant that because she's a very humble person.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I, I wasn't meaning it isn't like she was being snaky or that, but I was just like the other contestants must have just been like, I get yeah. when they were said, are oh, you actually good at acting, Victoria? Like yeah. <laughs> and I did, I really felt sorry for Erica because I kind of mentioned like in the cauldron, Erica's been so laser focused on winning and like proving herself that she's feeling really defeated and she didn't really get a chance to like enjoy the experience. And you can tell like straight, like, during the challenge and then up on the the judging on the stage, she just looks miserable. But I think it's that way
1: when Swanthula was like, Look, meeting you, not even as a judge, just meeting you as mm-hmm. people, like you're doing this for yourself by being so focused on the win, you're forgetting about the fun of it all. Because this competition does look like a lot of fun as well. I like would not last very long. But <laughs> like I watch, I'm watching it every week and seeing these people who I've watched for years and years now have the most fun with each other, and it's it's really nice to see. And it's a shame that Erika kind of this past week anyway has been
0: like missing out on that. I really hope that since the competition, they've been able to look back at it like fondly and. I mean, I've seen, we have seen like a lot of the Titans like in support of Erica as well. And has also been in support of other contestants. I think I saw them tweet like a couple of weeks ago. I, mean, I think it was when Jovska got eliminated. Like, don't come for my sisters and like, don't hate each other. And It's nice to see that they still have that together because nobody else knows what that experience is like besides the contestants. So they have like a bond there. And I really, really liked this like conflict resolution we had. So it kind of mentioned in the first episode of titans erica and abora had not really spoken since season two um i think erica might have tried to reach out and then abora said that she didn't and there was quite a lot of like animosity and like tension between them but erica says like you know and after this competition i really want us to be friends kind of let bygones be bygones and like just let the past be the past and i i was getting quite a because i was like this is so sweet I'm thinking, I'm like, I could have wept watching that, it was really nice
1: especially because I've just finished season two as well and they did get on actually really well during season two um, and it kind of started to crumble towards the end and you know, it's also said in season two they had to you know some romantic feelings towards each other and it's a shame, like things could have been so different but I'm glad they've kind of resolved it now Um but yeah, it was
0: a really sweet moment. Uh, so, I mean, compared to like the cold down last week, this seems like it wasn't an- anywhere near as chaotic. <laughs> yeah, like
1: last week was tense. And this week, it was just like a big old love it.
0: It was it was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, um, obviously Victoria and Erica go up onto stage waiting for the trap door to come down. And unfortunately... Erica gets eliminated. Um, we've kind of already said that I mean, if you're up against Victoria Black, you might as well just go now. Um, but it's still sad to see. It's still sad to see Erica go.
1: I am key hoping like someone just doesn't do the right feet next week so that Erica can come back. Um Because I really enjoyed having her on screen again, and especially after last week, I feel like that look was such a triumph for Erica. and Drac even said, like, this is the kind of drag I've been wanting out of you since season two. And I think, I feel like it's the kind of drag that erica has been wanting to do since season two as well. And, um, yeah, I feel like she's someone with so much more to show, Um. I kind of almost wish there had been exterminations, because Erica bodies an extermination challenge every single time. There's no other contestant in Dragula history that's done as many exterminations as Erica. She's the extermination queen for a reason. And yeah, I'm just, I'm gutted. I just, I've got it. I kind of wish this was a season where, like, no one was going home, but that's not really any fun, is it? Because <laughs> I'm kind of getting to the stage now where I'm like, I don't want any of them to go home. I love them all so much.
0: I know, it's has <laughs> But, you know, look, the, the Boulays have said that really people can come back. Like you said, if somebody doesn't do a fright fate, and I wouldn't be surprised if they brought somebody back even without that, because, you know, the Titans were saying in the promos that there's a lot of gags this season. And don't get me wrong, there has already been a lot, but I feel like this episode, not like very, like lots of gags and twists and turns. So and we're only on episode four, so anything goes, anything could really happen.
1: Anything could happen. And that's what makes the show so
0: bloody good exactly um so that's the end of the episode um we don't know what's going to happen next week as per usual oh every week i'm like oh just give me something please
1: I can't handle it I think that's why I started watching Dracula as well it's like oh I'll just
0: get my fix of watching (laughs) the old seasons in between the new episodes as we mentioned our schedule's a wee bit ad hoc Um, Sophie will be back from next week Um, and like I said we've got some exciting guests coming up over the next couple weeks as well but as usual let us know what you're thinking of Dracula who's your top three what do you think other themes are gonna be who do you think is going to go next? Let us let us know and give us any conspiracy theories that you have or you've heard of because I've been thoroughly enjoying the conspiracy theories.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, tell us what you think next week's going to be based on Dragon Swan's, uh cautioning this week yes lindsay where
0: can people find you on the socials i am at hi it's lindsay underscore on all social media you can find me at lulu underscore pew on all socials as well you can follow the podcast at girlfriend pod on twitter and girlfriends underscore podcast on instagram and hope you all have a good week and until next time stay spooky